Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, we are going to talk once more about this week's major astrological configuration, which is Mars's upcoming square to Pluto. Uh, this is going to happen on July 1st. Mars and Aries will be squaring Pluto and Capricorn on July 1st. Um, this is a very explosive and dynamic transit that most people, most astrologers will be feeling and talking about this week. We're going to start off this week by talking about the aspect one more time, and this time um, providing you with some helpers, um, some helpful insights, and um, hopefully some, some helpful pieces of advice for how to either work with this energy or pacify it. Two basic uh, responses. We could try to flow with, harness, direct the energy, or we could try to sort of calm the effect it's having on us, maybe a little bit of both. So that's what we're going to talk about today, as well as exploring maybe a little bit of what, why this aspect is so difficult or some of the shadows that it tends to bring up in the collective and things like that. Don't forget, before we get started today, please like and subscribe, share your comments, and click on the notification bell for updates. You can always find transcripts of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com. If you have any questions about our classes, my readings, anything like that that you find on the website, feel free to email us info at nightlightastrology.com. Well, we are looking at Mars and Aries square to Pluto and Capricorn on July 1st. I'm really excited to have uh, Ashley, uh, my, my wife and uh, longtime partner uh, of uh, pairing herbalism and astrology together. Um, we've been working plants and planets together for, gosh, 12, 11, 12 years now. Um, so she's going to come on in a minute and help us talk about ways that we can use this energy and ways that we can pacify the energy um, with the teachings of um, a few with a few specific plant teachers. So that's what we're going to be looking at. I want to show you this on the real time clock first. So here is the aspect uh, in question today. And um, it's a pretty big one. I got to bring up my little epic pen here, which there we go. So let's take a look. Here you can see Mars in the sign of Aries. Well, I have a giant. There is the, the, oops, here we go. All sorts of mistakes to start off. Here we go. So here's Mars in Aries squaring Pluto in Capricorn. And that is coming through on July 1st. That is this Friday. You will be feeling the force of this transit all week. You will feel it over the weekend, probably through about next Monday or Tuesday. That's a good estimate. So you got about a full week of dealing with this energy. You have probably been feeling it already. Certainly, it has been a part of some of the um, news cycle here in the United States with uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade and um, a lot of um, strong, strong feelings and reactions to that happening. Um, that is also very much in line with Jupiter's entrance into Aries, where Jupiter in Aries is a planet that presides over law. Jupiter is related to the courts and justice and higher education and the legal system and the, the systems that govern and run society. Uh, when Jupiter's in Aries, there is often contention and fighting over laws, lawmaking. This is why earlier on when we previewed Jupiter in Aries, I talked about, for example, the fact that Jupiter in Aries, previous ingresses into Jupiter in Aries coincided with the renewed debate about gun violence and laws around gun control, a lot of other things too, but uh, contention around laws, lawmaking, and so forth is sort of in the air right now with Jupiter's 
co-presence with Mars in Aries, and then you see Mars squaring Pluto, and you have, uh, and there you have it. Look back at last week's episode that I did on Mars square Pluto for more on that aspect. Um, and just the, I, I think I went through a list of like 10 things, you know, 10 convulsions that you can expect to see um, from that particular transit. I want to say one thing before Ashley comes in to talk with us about some plant helpers that may help us use the energy or pacify it this week. Um, someone recently asked me, you know, do you have any sense of why we keep seeing so much, um, you know, uh, like shootings? Someone asked me that and they said, do you think this has anything to do with Mars square to Pluto? And I was like, no, I mean, Mars is square to Pluto is happening right now. Some of the recent mass shootings in the United States have happened, I guess, since Mars entered Aries or right around that time. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily peg it on any one aspect. However, um, there's lots of moving. It's because that's a, that's a problem that has spanned decades now, right? And it's, it's growing and so forth. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to try to just name like one, you know, transit that's like two weeks long and be like, oh, that's it, you know? But what I do when someone asks me a question like that and there's a transit perfecting in the sky, sometimes my wheels will turn and, you know, certain insights will crop up. And so I thought there was one that was worth sharing. Sometimes people say, you know, is is like, yeah, is, is this like a Pluto thing or like, you know, what is it? <clears throat> one thing that Mars Pluto exposes is the shadow of the hero. So let's just broadly speaking, talk about the hero archetype um, in movies, the hero archetype is the lone knight or warrior doesn't matter if it's a man or woman or whatever and against you know insurmountable odds on a solo quest they battle darkness and then they vanquish that darkness and they stagger you know bloodied across the finish line maybe having almost died and then they you know they they either die for the cause or they stumble across the finish line and maybe they, they've lost a limb or they're just bloodied and battered. And, but it's this one person, you know, saving the day. That's one of the images of the hero that's really popular in movies in, in the sort of modern West. What is the shadow of that? If it had a shadow, what would it be? What, in other words, any archetype that possesses our, our psyche to the point where we become conflated or identified with it. Usually that means that there's a, you know, some unconscious dimension whenever an archetype possesses us societally or personally or whatever. Um, and I'm not the first person to say this. So I'm, I, you know, I look to people like Jung and Hillman and some other great archetypal psychologists, Liz Green has said things like this. The shadow of the hero, for example, is, um, well, if you take those parts, right, the, the lone individual, that rises up against, against insurmountable odds to save the day. What lives in the shadow of that is loneliness, the feeling of not belonging, of not being special, of um, being isolated and alone, uh, and of the insurmountable odds being oppressive forces that feel like they are against you or they are unfair or contribute to uh, your illness or um, uh, harm mentally, emotionally, or physically that are done to you, whether those exist in society or in the form of like, just not feeling like you fit in at school or whatever else. Um, and the frustration and 
you know, even rage of feeling misunderstood, underappreciated, undervalued. And so, you know, you could say that some of those things live in our obsession with here the hero. One of the things that Mars Pluto can do is to e expose within the drive to be number one, the deep feeling of alienation, inferiority, uh, oppression, unfairness, and the anger or rage toward those things, which is in some ways exactly the profile that we hear about again and again whenever some lone shooter crops up and rather be, than being the lone knight that kills a dragon, it ends up being the the lone, you know, um, you know, mentally, perhaps mentally ill uh, individual feeling outcast or alienated or different or disturbed, who is angry and takes it out rather than taking it out on a, a dragon takes it out on and someone who is, you know, looks looked at as innocent. So it's like all of those factors just from a, I'm just making a really vast oversimplification, right? Just to, as a way of trying to turn that archetype. So you can, you can sort of see what's on the other side of it. The reason I think it's important to look at that is because the shadow of the hero in some ways is the feeling of needing to be an individual, heroic, um, rising above the rest, uh, you know, select and special and unique compared to the rest, standout individual, accomplishing things no one else has, victorious, special. And when that, when we elevate that standard of what it means to be beautiful or valid or happy or, you know, loved, the shadow of it is that many, many people end up taking on all of those feelings of ostracization and abandonment and not feeling special or, you know, like that. And then, you know, what do we see? We see an endless amount of memes trying to pump people up. Well, you are special and like this. And in some ways, that whole thing is just evidence of the fact that we are sometimes possessed by the hero archetype and its shadow, the outcast loner who doesn't have a heroic role to play and who may become destructive toward themselves, toward others who may feel left out, who may take it out on others. It's a complicated thing. So I'm not, I'm not, I can't, you know, I'm just trying to give a, a simple summary of what might be on the other side of the hero obsession. The reason I think it's important for today and that I'm glad to have Ashley come on and talk about help is because when we, when we live in the um, shadow of the hero, the feeling is always, it's up to me. There's something I have to do. No one else can do. I'm on my own. I've got this. I mean, um, <clears throat> everyone should pull themselves up by their own bootstraps, take responsibility. It's all a heroic messaging. And we've lost touch of the fact that, you know, it takes a village. You, you know, it, 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 there's, you don't do things alone. You know, the, in fact, that maybe the, the least, uh, the, the, maybe the, the shadow of the hero wisdom is the, you know, forgetting about tribe, forgetting about family, forgetting about community, forgetting about relationship and cooperation. And so with an aspect in the air this week that can be so much about individual will and responsibility and power and sovereignty and, you know, might makes right and fight and all this, it can be so heroic. But we need we need helpers too. Like we're not we're not designed to be you know 
trudging up these bloody hills with battle axes all the time psychologically. So today I thought it would be really good to have Ashley come on and talk about some plants, simple things in nature that you can do that are a part of the natural wisdom of the earth that can help us, that can help us not be alone in dealing with, uh, you know, all the pressure that can come with this. These are plant helpers. We're going to talk about them today. And uh, I'm going to bring Ashley on right now. There you are. Hi. Hey. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back. And I I love what you just said about this um, this energy of the kind of the lone wolf versus the community. And I think that's going to tie in really nicely with the plant allies that I've put together because, you know, the plants, they don't work solo. You know, they work in a very profound way, like the ecology of plants and the way they communicate underground with one another and, and help each other surmount all sorts of difficulties, I think can be a really great analogy for what we're kind of all collectively going through right now. So uh, thank you for for having me on to talk about our sacred plant helpers. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about them in two ways today. We're going to talk about for these are helpers for Mars Pluto this week, but you could use them anytime for any kinds of energy, especially those that are intense that place the pressure on you of having to get things done of feeling like you're on that heroic you know individual quest it's very mars pluto you know again like just to summarize like if everything is up to us individually to be great or to manage or to deal or whatever is it any surprise that the shadow that keeps cropping up is you know individuals who uh, are, are like they're like anti-heroes every day in the news there's some lone individual cropping up and doing something crazy because they feel like they can't do it anymore right that's kind of the sickness of the hero archetype and i think that that you could you could talk about that with many different planetary combinations but that is i think one of the shadows of mars pluto you could look at it as sun pluto dynamic as well but anyway i don't want to spend too much more on that so we need help we can't live life alone in a vacuum heroically trudging on and doing it all ourselves and i think the plants I've always appreciated about Ashley is that, you know, in working together and being married and everything and dating, I guess, for 11 years now, going on 12, you know, she's always looking for help with the plants. There's something, oh, I know which plant can help with that. Um, so I think that's a good energy to bring in today. So there's two plants we're going to talk about that can help us use this energy, which means I guess, channel it in the right way, direct it when there is a pressure to get things done or to use the will of Mars with the sort of explosive dynamic of Pluto and there's pressure and you got to use it and not get overwhelmed by it, but you're in a pressure situation, you could use some help using the energy. Let's talk about these two plants, Ashley. Tell us about your uh, your first one. So the first one is horsetail. Uh, horsetail, the... Um... <clears throat> This plan is really, really powerful as a conduit and for helping us maintain structure and boundaries while we're getting a, you know, bleep ton of work done. <laughs> you know, it it's um you can see here in this picture, it's like these tubes and um, horsetail is made out of silica. So if you think about what else is made out of silica, um, it is our entire internet, right? Like, you know, all of the informational wires that carry electricity, that carry um, information through the, through the internet, all of those 
fiber optic wires contain silica. So it's a plant of conduction. And uh, I remember when I was uh, studying with Matthew Wood at the Green Comfort School of Herbal Medicine in Virginia, there was a woman there who had worked very closely with this plant. And she said, you know, call on horsetail to bring in the light. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or overcome by darkness, uh, call in the plant that holds and carries and moves the light. And that's this plant. So, you know, I think the Mars and Aries and Pluto and Capricorn, those energies are really intense. And, you know, Pluto energies can be kind of dark too. So if we're feeling overwhelmed by the darkness and, you know, especially, you know, in the news, as Achutu was saying, some of the heaviness of the current polit political situations and the you know, state of things that we can call upon this plant. And this plant has been around since before the dinosaurs. This is a prehistoric plant. Um, you know, it's, it's I, I forget how many, you know, millions of years old, but this plant actually grew up to be about 30 feet tall. You know, now these days we see it can grow, grow up to maybe like four or five feet, but it used to be as tall as trees, um, you know, even before the time of the dinosaurs. And it was like, you know, this, again, this, this light bearer. So this plant, you can use it as it's best used as a tea. Um, you can use it as a tincture, but it, I think it extracts the minerals come out better in water. So you can buy this um, from mountain rose herbs or any of your organic suppliers. You do want to use organic because like a lot of plants that are high in minerals, they can also pull up toxins out of the soil. So we don't want those. So if you can find an organic source, brew yourself a tea, and it will strengthen your hair, your nails, your teeth, your bones. Again, it has so much of this uh, stabilizing silica in it that it will fortify all of, this, all of the crystalline structures of the body. And then those more, you know, we could say more subtle um, crystalline structures that help us hold the light and keep our spirits light in our bodies as well. Nice. Um, yeah. And just, you know, for people uh, who are looking to find an easy place to purchase online, um, we don't get anything from Mountain Rose, but it's- No, I have no affiliation with any herb companies. That's just probably, I think for people in the United <laughs> States, the easiest place to yeah. find it. But certainly, you know, ideally you find your own local source. So if you can find an organic grower or harvester in your region, um, that would be the ideal place to find it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a second plant that could help us work with the energy. Um, what is that one? Yeah, this one's a little, this one works differently. So we talked about horsetail as really bringing in the light and helping carry the information through these times. Well, black cohosh is more a plant of the dark, of the underworld. Another name for this plant is black snake root. And if you look at its roots, I don't have a picture of this, but the roots look like these black snakes, you know, hence the name under the earth. And um, it's a plant that's ruled by Scorpio. So it has this sort of Mars Scorpio energy to it. But what it does is it helps us to unwind the things that are dark and trapped and, um, you know, kind of like if we can't get to the source of our own pain and darkness and loneliness, sometimes black cohosh can help get in there, actually go into that energy to help us sort through and figure out what we need to shed, what we need to build strength upon. 
and all of those sorts of things so that we can start to make light of the situation. So the roots are black and dark and tangled, but look at these flowers in this picture. They're, they're upright, the arms are out. It's in this very kind of like, um, you know, receptive, I'm imagining as a bhakti yogi is like Lord Chaitanya, you know, like, it has this very like, you know, like I'm here, I'm open to receive, you know, we even see images of Jesus, you know, standing like this as well. It so sort of um, looks like a shaman a little bit, like a, with a, with like a ritual oh, hat, hat on or something. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> so, you know, it has that, it's a very shamanic plant in that way. It, it really helps us to sort through these, um, these, these darker aspects of our psyche and also in our muscles. So it's really good. I like to use it also for whiplash and neck tension. Um, so if you've been in a car accident and you've had whiplash or you just tend to carry tension in the neck, uh, it can be really helpful at helping to relax and loosen that tension. It can also be helpful for tension in the lower back where you feel like maybe there's like a dragging heaviness in the low back. Um, and, you know, if as a woman, you ever experience menstrual cramps that are heavy and dragging, you know, it's like this very sort of dark, draggy energy. But what it does is it gets in there and it, it lightens all of that up for you. Um, so I do want to say that if you are taking birth control or if you're on any hormonal modulators or, you know, taking hormone replacement, um, you know, you want to consult with your doctor or your certified herbalist or registered herbalist before taking this plant because it does have a modulating effect on the hormones. If you're not taking anything and you feel like things are good and steady, uh, then I think I would recommend that you take a tincture of this. And you don't have to take a ton. You know, you can start off with three drops as a very kind of more gentle, energetic dose and work up to a full dropper full to get a little bit more of that muscular tension releasing energy. Black cohosh, I think, is probably you could you can find in your co-op even. Oh yeah. Yeah, this one's a, a bit easier to find on the market. Yeah. Well, those are really good plant allies in terms of like, you know, if you're feeling the pressure and you need to be moving things. And there's the question of how do I work with this energy? I think these are the two that, you know, when I was talking to Ashley, she really landed on. If we look at two plants that pacify this energy, you're like, I'm overwhelmed by it. I need to calm it down. I'm getting worked. I need, I, how can I sort of soothe and just turn the volume down? We have two plants that might help you with that too. Um, what's the first one? So the first one is peach leaf. And this is a plant medicine. You know, we all know peach. This is the, the leaf of the tree <laughs> that bears the peach fruit. And I will say that peaches on their own as well, just as a fruit, can also have this pacifying energy to them. Um, peach leaf, this is a picture of peach leaf. Um, peach leaf and peach fruit are cooling. They contain these... Um, cyanoglycosides, which slow down the Krebs cycle, which is a fancy way of saying it, it basically just works on slowing down your body's um, heat producing function or catabolism or your catabolic functioning. So if you're feeling hot, irritated, overwhelmed, uh, overexcited, overextended, then peach leaf is just a superlative remedy for this. Um, one tip that you can do to see if peach remedy is specifically indicated for you is to go have a peek in the mirror at your tongue. And if your tongue looks like one of these leaves here, it's elongated, it's a little flat, and it's really red in color. These are a little more on the uh, orange side. But if your tongue is not pale, but it's more red, and that's a sign of heat. If you're showing signs of heat, 
then peach leaf or eating peaches or even using peach bark can be a really, really nice remedies. And these you can find in commerce. Um, you know, you can make your own, um, you know, you can make your own peach leaf tincture if that's something if you've made medicines before, um, but you can also find it you can also find this product, you know, in commerce. But I wanted to read it just a bit of what Matthew Wood talks about for this plant um, from his book, The Practice of Traditional Western Herbalism. So if you're interested in herbal energetics, uh, this is a really wonderful book that I use in my herbal apprenticeship courses. Um, so he talks about peach leaf being specifically good for the tissue state of excitation. That means um, heat, redness, and everything is moving faster. And, uh, you know, everything is in a more excited state than it needs to be. So this is a sedative herb. Peach is a superlative remedy for the irritative tissue state, especially for heat and irritation in people with sensitive skin and tissues. It is also used for nervous agitation with gastric irritation and inflammation. The leaves, twigs, bark, and unopened kernels are used but the seed is poisonous due to its high content of hydrocyanic acid. The classic indication for heat and irritation is an elongated pink red tongue. And then he goes on to tell more about the case histories. So this would, yeah, I think this one is a really nice one for it, for this energy. If you're, if you're really feeling irritated and overwhelmed by it. Yeah. And it's Mars, maybe one of the most primary like actions of Mars is going to be heat especially Mars and Aries, heat, inflammation, irritation, redness, fevers, uh, skin, you know, like redness of skin or uh, shingles are often you're going to get with like a Mars-Pluto combination, things like that too. That's a really good one. And is that is that best in tea? So you can use, you can find tinctures. Um, I think tincture works really nice for this. Did um, you say that already? You, I'm sorry if you did. That's okay. Yeah. You, yeah. Tincture, I, I think I had mentioned tincture, but you could do a tea. You could do, um, they make a uh, twig tea, peach twig tea that you could do. And that would work really nicely. And then just buy some fresh peaches if you can mm -hmm. and let that medicine also be very cooling and, and helpful for your body. Nice. Well, we have one more plant that might help you pacify some of the energy of the Mars-Pluto square this week. What is that one? So that is linden. And so whereas I think the peach leaf works really well for that Mars heat, hot, irritative energy, um, the linden is going to work a little bit more on the Pluto and Capricorn, a little bit more of that constrictive, tightening, um, yeah, kind of like just a little bit to like kind of like the energy of things just um, feeling like things need to be perfect, but it's too hard to even begin getting there. <laughs> so Linden is also, it's also pacifying. It's also a sedative, but it really works a little bit more on the mind. So I really like this plant. It's, it's a tree actually, but we use the leaves and the flowers that are pictured here. And it's for sedating hyperactivity of the mind for hasty speech. So if you feel like your, your mouth is sort of getting ahead of you, or maybe you've been saying, you know, a little too quick to speak, or maybe you've been using sharp or harsh words with your family or friends, or even in your own mind, Linden is, will really soften that voice. It'll soften that energy, pacify it, slow it down. It's also really good for when you feel like your mind is flitting from subject to subject, and you're having a hard time focusing, 
It can help your mind to settle, to relax. Uh, it can help with heart palpitations as well. It has that heart-shaped leaf, which is an indication as a heart remedy. And uh, so that one works, I think, ideally as a tea. And that one's very easy to find. Try to find organic. And you can make it as a tea. It blends well nicely with chamomile as a relaxant, especially you know if you wanted to give it to children. Linden is safe for kids. It's safe in pregnancy. So you could blend it with another safe you know, pacifying herb like chamomile. Um, and that would work really, really well together. Yeah. You know, um, just to kind of put a bow around this, thank you so much first, um, for, you know, just bringing, um, the plant wisdom because, you know, this is one of the more intense transits of the year, uh, this Mars Pluto dynamic, especially because Jupiter's in Aries along with Mars. So it's got a little extra pop to it. We're coming, um, we're coming to this in anoretic degrees. Those are the late degrees of Aries and Pluto's long journey through Capricorn. So there's a feeling of there being a lot of history behind what's happening right now. And, <clears throat> and so it's easy for there to be this, you know, this kind of volcanic dimension to the transit. Um, I think, again, if I were to summarize why I thought, well, what would be the use of having, you know, plant for plant teachers and because there's too much pressure with Mars and Pluto to go it alone, to try to do things alone. And, um, you know, with the pressure of being a hero of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps of doing everything solo of overcoming all odds, um, of being victorious, of being special, of being unique, and especially the pressure to figure everything out on your own. Um, you know, we're, we we love we love a good hero story and we are so quick um, you know we're so quick to forget that it, behind every personal accomplishment is usually an entire ecology of support and usually the support the most fundamental valuable support boils down to love if you look for example I was watching the NBA draft this past week every other guy that got up there was sobbing and holding his mother. Here are like, you know, world-class athletes who spend their lives in the gym, you know, 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. every couple of hours working out again, working out again, feeling their bodies. They're going to these hyperbaric chambers. I mean, they just, they're totally programmed to be good at, at like one particular thing. First of all, most of us are not like that, right? And yet a lot of the times we end up looking toward those images. We're like, that's what I've got to do. I've got to start my morning at 4 a.m. I've got to be running on that dark street. I got to be, you know, whatever. But the truth is that when that person gets to relish the accomplishment, what do they do? They hug their mom, you know, who, you know, so it's like these transits, you know, when they come through, they can make you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. But the thing is you don't have to do it alone. And in fact, you suffer so much when you treat transits in life and your birth chart, like it's this big heroic journey and you have to take all these steps and evolve and get better at life and da, da, da. It's like, what if the purpose of life was about relationships? What if it was about, you know, love and, and friendship? You can hear our daughter screaming in the I background. Know. <laughs> She's like, hey, please, can we hang I have out? to go pee and I need your help. I cannot do it alone. <laughs> well, the epic we, struggle of the three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, totally. Perfect time for us to wrap, wrap yeah, right Yeah, and now. I just wanted to say too, you know, on, on that note, um, 
you know, this is such a good time to rest, you know? And like last night I cuddled in bed with my girls and just snuggled them a little longer. And it's, you know, taking that time and I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go take care of her next, but just relishing these moments and, um, you know, making sure that you're taking time to rest and reset because without that, it's really hard to handle, you know, the uproars because they're, they're yeah. not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I can close this down if you want to, you want to go take care of her. Okay. I'll close this down. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, as we are um, closing up here, I also want to let you guys know that Ashley and I are in the process right now of developing a new offering that will begin in January of 2023. Um, we don't have a title for the offering yet and an exact structure of how it works. We're in the very early phases. Maybe in the next month, we hope to be, um, you know, sort of promoting it and offering it on the website. But the gist of it is going to be um, that we are going to hold um, monthly new and full moon gatherings uh, for people who want to join this group. And every month we're going to be looking at the astrology of the month, but we're also going to be dieting or working with plants. Um, you'll have probably a choice of different a different plant or two that you could work with each month as a way of diving a little bit more deeply and experientially into the astrology and trying to pair the plants with the transits as a way of deepening your spiritual life and having a place in a community where we can talk and actually share our experiences with one another, um, you know, in, in a community setting. So uh, that's a new offering that we have. We're in the early stages of developing it. I will be announcing more about that offering, hopefully sometime in July, maybe August, but it'll start in January. We'll have a pre-sale. So we'll have like a week or two where it's like, you know, there'll be a sale price and there'll be a normal price. Um, and maybe we'll even maybe we'll even put it back on sale during the Kickstarter again or something like that. But anyway, um, you know, it'll be uh, we'll try to make it um, very accessible for people. We'll have an option for people who are on, con you know, con constrained or limited budget or something like that, too. So, you know, anyone should be able to join and work with some plants and talk about the astrology of each month in a more sort of guided, intentional way. And, I, you know, we work with plants and planets all the time. It's just not something that. I've deliberately tried to pair here um, on my YouTube channel outside of having Ashley on from time to time. But this is something that I really, both of us have been really feeling called to do next year um, because uh, it's been several years now that we've gotten backed up because of the pandemic of bringing this offering together. It was actually in the works several years ago. I was promoting it during the Kickstarter. The pandemic happened, you know, there's, we moved childcare. Like it was just, um, but thanks, thankfully, now we're ready to do it. So uh, we will be promoting that uh, shortly. Anyway, that's what I've got for today. Uh, many thanks to my lovely wife and partner, Ashley, for being here. And uh, please like and subscribe, share your comments in the comment section. Love to hear um, how you're working. If you decide to work with any of these plants, how do they help you this week? You should be able to pick most of them up pretty easily. And just even just working with them a little bit, you'll um, probably feel some support. So uh, you can also find a transcript of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com. Feel free to share any stories that you've got using the hashtag grabbed or email us your story, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. That's what we've got for today. Hope you guys are doing well. Take it easy. Bye.